At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of primetime action live from, well, in my case, the apartment, middle of the strip here in Las Vegas. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin back in the fold uh, at the South Point at the mothership. Uh, Mateo, I guess uh, we woke up the Brooklyn Nets, at least temporarily. 28 to 13 in favor of the Celtics, live 16 and a half in favor of the Celtics, 209 and a half. The total there, beginning of the third quarter. So coming in, uh, coming out of halftime, Suns are up fifty-five. Uh, the Sixers are up fifty-nine to fifty-five on the Suns. Sixers are three and a half point favorites in that one. Two twenty-four and a half is the live total. And then about four-ish minutes left in the first quarter, the Hawks are up thirty to thirteen on the Pacers. So we have a t- we have Jeez. two gigantic uh, blowout games going right now. The Hawks are twenty and a half point. Live favorites, 232 and a half is the total over in the NBA. We do have two tip-offs right now if you want to get involved. We have the Rockets and the Pelicans. Pelicans are eight, eight and a half point home favorites over the Rockets, 224 and a half, 225 the total. And then the Clippers and the Grizzlies are tipping off right now. Grizzlies are seven and a half to eight and a half point home favorites over the Clippers. That one about 226 and a half to 227 the total. And then about 30 minutes from now, the Pistons and the Mavericks tip off. That is Mavericks by 10 and a half or 11 at home to 11 and a half your total there. Yeah, I will say I was a heavy lean for the Clippers for me tonight. Um, just stayed away from them numbers wise. It, 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 it was a play on for me. I, I ended up passing on it. Just kind of a lean with the, the new acquisitions they're getting in here. But this team, this Clippers team has been playing a little bit better as of late. Um, and, and this Memphis Grizzlies team that was so hot, not as as great lately. Uh, Memphis is, let's see, plus 6.4 in net rating since January 1. Clippers a little bit below uh, even there. So at numbers kind of pointed towards a play on for me in that game, especially with the additions of Norman Powell, offensive presence he brings, Covington on the defensive side of the ball. So a lean for me in that game, no play though. I'll probably be staying away from it just as this team gets a little bit more acclimated with each other. You know, uh, I got two... Th- Oh, I'm sorry. Go you know, ahead. guys, uh, as 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 better skill, uh, we either have we either have slight leans or we have heavy leans. We don't ever have just medium sized leans. Like whenever we have a lean on a game, it's <laughs> what like, did like you say? I got a you have a heavy lean. Oh, yeah, heavy lean. Yeah, 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 yeah heavy, yeah, lean. heavy yeah. lean. Or we have a slight lean. We never just like I have a medium sized really lean on this good game. Point. Yeah, like, we never have a medium sized. It's always like ah, slight lean or heavy lean, but nah, I got a medium sized lean. That, that never happens. Uh, 
Well, you either kind of like it, or you got, or you, or you got close to, ki- or, or you got close to betting it lightly, right? So, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, but that's you know the the currency we deal in. It's like, hey, did you bet it or did you not? <laughs> Lean schmean. Uh, by the way, I just made a bet. I just jumped in on uh, the Auburn Tigers. Second half bet, uh, minus one. I took them. They're down three. The number one team in the country, down three at Arkansas. Maybe their toughest remaining regular season game on paper left for Bruce Pearl's team. Uh, But the uh, first half of action, they were a two of 12 from behind the arc. They uh, had 11 turnovers. So I took Auburn minus one in the second half. Let me, let me go back to the NBA um, for a second because something, you know, it just jogged in my head because we haven't really articulated this, but we are just talking about how, in addition to uh, Boston crushing Brooklyn, Atlanta is crushing Indiana, Indiana, obviously just making that trade, that big trade with Sacramento that we talked about earlier, where DeMontis bonus has been scuttled. Um, do you guys ever on a night like this, when big trades are made, do you look to fade the teams that are in transition players coming out? The players that are coming in have yet to sort of arrive. So the fate of Indiana looks like it's working at least early in that game. There's a game that's about to start. It would require you to take the Houston Rockets, but Houston plus the points doesn't seem like a terrible bet to me at all tonight. And then a little later, Sacramento's playing. You would have to lay a touchdown on the road with the with the T Wolves, though. But I'm curious if you guys ever make those plays based on that. Yeah, I, I mean, Gil, I'll tell you, I got I got my eye on that Sacramento game later. I do think it's I think it's a lot of and which which team are you fading? Which situation are you fading? I think it depends with every with every situation that we look at, each matchup that you look at. But this Kings team, a lot of a lot of a lot of players in flux. Now the problem is with this game, as an example, is you just have injuries uh, situations on both sides. You got a lot of D'Angelo Russell's questionable right now for the Timberwolves. Beverly questionable for the Timberwolves. De'Aaron Fox questionable on the Kings side of the ball. But there are like let's take the Kings for instance, Gil. Right, De'Aaron Fox was linked in trade talks for the past yeah. couple weeks. Now he sits, he's he's there. He remains. How happy is he right now? How happy is he with what the t- the team looks like around him? Um, you know, especially since you know not, Sabonis isn't going to be playing tonight. Uh, this is, I think, all factors you got to think of a little bit. I mean, on the Pacers side, what Pacers player besides Duarte and some of the younger guys are even happy to oh, show man. up and play tonight? Right, like and that's yeah. that was one that yeah, it, the number was just. Way too massive for me to lay, but I mean, it, besides around the trade deadline, Gil, we're getting near. As far as I'm concerned, we're getting near to, to, to tank time, which I know you love every single season. Some love. of these teams start circling because they're they're in tank well, mode. Well, it, it does make me wonder, though. I guess just from a Pacer standpoint, if our Duarte Rookie of the Year tickets might be uh, coming back from the dead here, because cue the so, gift. So yeah, I mean, uh, Sabonis <laughs> is gone. That's 19 points a game gone. Lavert is gone. That's 18 and a half, basically 19 points a game gone. 36 points a game gone out of the starting lineup for for this team. I wonder if Duarte. I mean, just out of basic you know <laughs> minutes played and and all and, and trying to pick up for. For what uh, for what's gone, if maybe our our rookie of the year tickets. I mean, I, it's still a long shot, but I wonder if like you know that he's averaging thirteen point three points right now per game. 
you know, could we get to an 18, 19-ish by the end of the, you know, who knows, right? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think it's going to require some uh, an Evan Mobley injury, which we'd ever wish to root on it, uh, on anybody. But, hey, it's definitely way more live than it was yeah. a week ago, that's for sure. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think there are worse pre-flop bets to make, uh, getting back to the original point, than one's uh, – you know, that have to do with teams, players on their way out, players that haven't arrived yet. It's a, it's a very funny night with trades like that. Uh, what about this last thing about the trade deadline, which is 48 hours away now, a little less than 48 hours away. Uh, some rumors of a Ben Simmons, James Harden possibility. What would you place the, the real odds of that happening? Like what percentage chance do you give that kind of blockbuster trade at this point? Zero percent. Less than zero percent. Less than zero percent. If I can less say than yeah, zero. yes, less than zero I don't think, I don't think a Ben Simmons trade is, un, I mean, like I, I, I'll just keep going back to this always. They cannot let this season slip away in Philly without getting somebody, some help something. on the court for Joel yes. Embiid. They have to get something. So I don't care if it's – the one I'd really love to see is Shea Gilgis-Alexander, which is, which is one that's kind of been an under-the-radar rumor for uh, for Ben Simmons. That's the one I'd love to see at this point. Harden's not getting done. Not not now. Maybe, maybe it gets done later. It's not getting done now. And, but I don't, I don't. Philly's gonna. They gotta do something, Gil. We, I know me to. and you've been talking about this, but they cannot yeah, waste man. this season for Joel Embiid. That would be malpractice. Yeah, it sure. really would. But the problem is, is I mean, from all everything that we continue to hear and read, they have not lowered. You know what they want in return, and so it's just like it. It makes me feel like something is impossible to get done here. It, it, it is insanity. I mean, you're right. We, we've been hearing that from since the summer. It's that they're not they're not lowering their demands. They're not. I, I I don't know. I mean, the other side of this is Ramona Shelburne had a great story on this like a week ago. Just really what Ben Simmons' life is like right now, mm-hmm. and he's like going into the team practice facility without his team and has to be there at different times. I mean, the other problem with all of this is Ben Simmons is is apparently not ready to be back on a basketball court mentally. Is is <laughs> what he. Can Keeps saying so. Uh, if that's what he's actually telling other teams, then this deal is never going to get done. Do you imagine if every night I was like, "I'm not mentally ready to do a show tonight, guys. Sorry." Like, I mean, come on. What, what do you mean he's still not mentally ready? Uh, it's, Just, that's unbelievable. It's, uh, they it's unbelievable. So Woj said today. I'm sitting here reading. He said that uh, that <laughs> the Sixers are 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 willing to take this stalemate into the offseason. That is brutal. Like, that, good it, for them. Jeez. So and they get everything they deserve. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. This is VEASAN's primetime action on a Tuesday night, some uh, five days, a little less than five days away from Super Bowl 56. And don't forget, 56 hours of nonstop Super Bowl coverage from all of us at VEASAN this coming weekend. Um, we'll do the BetCast, the three of us, with Mike Pritchard. By the way, we haven't even, like, because we talk about Super Bowl props and we're working in other sports, we haven't, like, said tonight at all. We've gone an hour and 20 minutes almost without just talking about the spread and the t- and the total I, here. I, I, I literally just went and looked. I, I, it's funny you say that because I literally just yeah. went and looked because I was wondering if if we had any movement today, and which, of course, we did. I mean, it's just it's it's crazy that we're seeing this kind of – I mean, look, it's not massive movement. It's just toggling back and forth between four and four and a half, but – as we were on here last night, we were talking about there were only two books, rest of country, that were sitting four and a half, and the rest were sitting at four. Now we're at two books that are only sitting at four, the rest are sitting at four and a half. So we're just it, it keeps toggling back and forth between the four and a half and four uh, rest of country. Now the total has not moved at all. This thing is stuck at 48 and a half and has been at 48 and a half the whole time. But um, we have seen this go on and off the four uh, multiple times now. Man, unbelievable. It's uh. Do you have a bet on on the side? You have a Bengals bet in the account. Yeah, yeah. I got the four and a half in there. You do. Yeah, yeah, I got the four and a half as well. Kelly, you anything? Yeah, I got the four and a half. Uh, really strictly for hedge purposes, though. I, Matt, I don't really know how much you've. Uh, I, I know. I know you've got a Super Bowl bet on the Rams, so I don't know how much that is hedge, or you are really feeling the bet. Mm. Your boy, I know. I know your boys on the Bengals side. You love this here, so I don't know how much how much you're feeling them. But four and a half is a number I'm very comfortable at hedging pretty heavily with. Actually, yeah. I mean, so look, it's going to be a good day for me, regardless. Like no, like any way we look at it, like it's going to be. He's had so many bad ones recently, Gil. You know what? With two yeah. golf outright winners oh, in a row. No. I wish I was here yesterday. I would have lost it. Tom Hoagie, oh. you kidding me? What happened to three weeks ago, Hoagie? <laughs> <laughs> we gave we gave Matt his his platform last night. I mean, honestly, for those who missed it last night, we should probably let it extend another day because it's that awesome. Eighty-three to one, Matt hits on Luke List two weekends ago. Sixty to one on Hoagie. By the way, Kelly, didn't you have Hoagie in something the week before? Oh yeah, and Hoagie finished runner-up two weeks beforehand. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> and the first-round leader. But and, oh, and first-round leader on Henley, where he finished runner-up. Oh yeah, I, I have three runner-up finishes already this week. <laughs> oh man, we'll get him home. We're gonna get home. We'll get it home this weekend. We'll get it home this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I'm, I'm of a different opinion. I think than a lot of people. I, I think that. I think Cincy is super, super live in this game, and and not just from the four and a half. I think they're super live to win this thing outright. Like, if we go about them, if I believe that they are going to go about this, you know, with the most logical game plan as far as maximizing what they can do well against the defensive front. I mean, you know, look, you go and look at the advanced stats. They can look at the three playoff games that they won. Yeah, they won the three playoff games, but Joe Burrow was getting pressured constantly. Like, he was getting guys all over him. If it wasn't getting sacked like he was in the Tennessee game, yeah, he didn't he didn't get a lot of sacks in the Chiefs game, but he was under pressure a ton. And so I think that if, if they look at that, they realize, like, man, we've got to really change our game plan here. We've got to get the ball out quick. We've got to do some some other, you know, some other things that we can do to manufacture trying to move the ball down the field. And, and I – believe that they will do that I think that they have enough time to get to that conclusion you know I mean like two weeks I think is a is is better for them to kind of realize like all right look running on first down 60% of the time was foolish that was not the optimal way to go about trying to win that game we got to abandon that Uh, having Joe Burrow go back 
and, and, and drop back and do these traditional drop backs and all that. Not the best way to go about that. We need to do what we did in the second half. We were getting the ball out of his hands in 2.2 seconds. Like all these different little things, I believe, are, you know, something that I, I think that they'll come to the conclusion that that's the best way to kind of kind of go about it. So I'm, uh, I think they're super live here. So I know that that's not a not super popular opinion either. I think a lot of people all have the, have the Rams winning this thing, but I think, I think they could win it. I really do. I do too. I mean, I don't know how, I mean, I guess I'd know how, right? People look at the, at the offensive line of the Bengals and the defensive line of the Rams and the numbers back it up, right? That yeah. it is a, it is a massive mis- mismatch um, for sure. Any way you slice it. But I don't know how you could have watched the Bengals here in this postseason run and think to yourself, well, there's just no way that quarterback's going to figure out a way around this. You know, like, I mean, he's just he's just that good and they have weapons. And I, I you know, you give it you give a coaching staff two weeks to prepare if they're worth their salt. And I think we're prepared to say that maybe the Bengals are at this point. Uh, their coaching staff, maybe we're being charitable, but obviously they've gotten this far. Um, I don't see how anybody can can think this is, oh, lock this game, forget about it. There's no chance the Bengals can and, win. And, and look, I understand that you are – I understand that we're we're handicapping these teams based off of where they are now and, and entering this game and all that. But, like, let's not forget that we're not that far removed from – that we're not that far removed from this Rams team not winning a game for a month, right? Right. I mean, like right. it, it's they had a bye week and then three straight losses, right? Like in 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 there as well, right? Losses to the Titans, Niners, and, and Packers. And listen, you're going to say, hey, those are three good teams, right? Well, Bengals are a good team, you know. I mean, it's not like it's crazy to sit here and say that that, that them losing this game is is out of the realm of possibility, you know. And and so we're we're again not that far removed from this team that had all those types of struggles and stuff. So. I think both are hitting their stride at the right time, and I also believe that there is a really, really good shot that there's an optimal game plan to be had here where where Cincinnati, I don't think it's shocking the world, but shocks a lot of people and, and wins this game outright, not only keeps it within the four and a half. Yeah, and I think that's a great point, Matt, that, that people, for whatever reason, our brains are wired in the way they are. People are more likely to use the Bengals' history, right, as like, oh, this team – not that great, but but less likely to to remember what you just called up about the Rams and that really poor stretch of football. And I, do, I just think I hope we've gotten to the point as football fans, but particularly as betters and especially with the NFL. I hope we've gotten to the point where we now acknowledge that for a team to get this far, at least in the modern day NFL, probably wasn't the case in the 80s when San Francisco and Washington and Dallas then into the 90s. Uh, Chicago Bears, when they were dominating play. This is a different era. And so for a team to get as far as they've gotten, you've had to have good fortune shine on you. You know, if if Stafford throws that pass and Jaquiski Tart actually catches it downfield, if the Bengals get a timeout, Zach Taylor's granted a timeout before Ryan Tannehill throws the pick. I mean, there's so many of those little moments where you just have to sort of, and our brain sort of purges them, Right. But obviously, you've had to have a good struggle. I would say the Buccaneers last year had great fortune in getting to uh, to the Super Bowl. They didn't have great fortune. They crushed in the Super Bowl, as we sadly remember, uh, based on our bets. But I just think that's also something for us to acknowledge in the NFL, that no team at this point is that much better than the other. In this modern era, I would say. And, and we get to the point, again, where it is two weeks 
it is two weeks leading in the game. Yes, you can't get a you can't get a new offensive line in two weeks. That's not what they went and did. But I mean, it does give you two weeks to try to figure out some different blocking schemes. Maybe you're keeping a back end a little bit longer to help you know protect. Maybe there's some other things that you can do to at least make them think twice about getting so much pressure going on because you know you're you're doing some different things offensively. So I mean, there. Yes, you cannot redo the offensive line. You can at least have a, a a full-on new kind of game plan coming into this as to how we're going to keep Joe Burrow upright and at least not have him getting pressured on, you know, 50% of his drawbacks. Checking my uh, Auburn bet. Status quo, right on the number. Minus one. I have uh, Auburn in the second half. Auburn trails by two. They're exactly at minus one in the second half, about five minutes into their game at Arkansas. Just monitoring some live bets. Uh, right now, that's the only one I have going. Matt Cox on college basketball next. Drew Dinsick to talk not only NFL and NBA with us, but also the Winter Olympics, which he describes as electric. Matty first <laughs> next, right here on Beeson's Primetime Action. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Join our own Bonatoni on Friday at 6 p.m. for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chrissy Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, Vinny Maliulo, the whole bunch of them for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book about all the action that all three of those guys have seen over the years. And that's a lot of years of bookmaking right there. The event is free for everyone over 21. So stop by the South point on Friday at 6 PM for specials on Budweiser purchase signed copies of Chrissy's books and learn from the bookmaking experts, Chrissy, Jimmy, and Vinny stormy hosting the whole thing. And we will be a, uh, a, a Sandy, a sandwich away in the uh, VEASAN studio. So, uh, uh, Kelly, last night, Matt and I were saying how much you love people coming over to the glass and knocking on the window while we're doing a we're show. Inviting so we're that, inviting actually. everyone to do that, Yeah, we're inviting yeah. everyone to do that. That's part of your your the cost of admission over there, which, by the way, is free. So your, the part of the cost of admission <laughs> is come over and to knock on the glass, maybe just walk right in the studio in the middle of a segment, whatever you want to do. Are you trying to get me arrested or something? Come on. I've got to go extra bouncer duties on Friday nights? Come on. We'll put the bike lock on bouncer the door. Bouncer duties. We'll put the bike lock on the door during the dur- during the show. You wouldn't think it, but if you want to work at Veasan as a producer, you have to have bouncing experience on your resume. The bike lock security system, though, is the greatest <laughs> thing. Going. No, no, no expense spared here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. He is one of the uh, three man weave group, along with Kai McKeon and Jim Root. He's the one that wanted to break away and then thought differently of it. It's Matt Cox. How you doing, Matty? I'm good, Guilds. Weird to see you not in the uh, studio, dapper and business casual out. But like you have the palm tree back then, the uh, in the background there, you're you're ready to roll, man. You're you're back to that full blown virtual reality life, man. It's Don't awesome. be jealous. Don't be jealous of my palm tree. I am man. jealous. I, I always happen. I always happen. <laughs> I took uh, I took that lunatic Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers here in the second half. Uh, I took them at minus one. They still are three points down to Arkansas. Um, would you say this is their toughest remaining game on the regular season schedule? Yeah, I think so. I'm looking at it right now. I almost took them tonight full game. I had that closer to a field goal. Um, but man, Arkansas has been a juggernaut. I think they've clearly figured it out. They made a few tweaks. 
Um, so I, I'm trying to starting to buy into what Pig Suey's doing. But yeah, this is probably their toughest test. I go to Florida, go to Tennessee. I'm still a believer in the Vols, though, too. Uh, that's still one of my preseason futures tickets that I'm holding on to. It hasn't really appreciated much in value. But um, yeah, probably Arkansas or Tennessee, two toughest tests left for the uh, the Tigers. Matty, you do have a game here in about half an hour that you're looking at. We got Wichita State and UCF. Right now, UCF sitting one, one and a half point favorites in that one, a total anywhere from 136 and a half all the way up to 138. What are you looking at there? Yeah, like UCF um, brings back some bad memories. I did bet them on the road uh, at Wichita in the roundhouse, did not play well in that game. I laid an egg. Wichita played. A much better, but much better spot here for the Knights coming off a uh, tough loss at Memphis on Saturday. Uh, Wichita um, coming off a big win over SMU, beat Tulsa just before that. In general, a lot of the classic bounce back handicapping spots have played very well the last few weeks in college hoops. Um, so, you know, think simple, think small, win big is what Mr. Boston used to always tell us, Mr. Allen Boston. I think that is very resonant right now in the current landscape. So, um, Betting teams off losses, fading teams off wins, as simple as that might sound. There has been a little bit of an edge we've seen develop the last few weeks in that angle. What was Allen's uh, saying? What did he tell you guys? Think small, win big. I don't think that was his. He credited someone else. I'm not sure. I don't want to make, make sure I have the wrong uh, citation there, but think small, win big. Think small, win big. The uh, Perhaps the marquee matchup of the night is a Big Ten game between the Fighting Illini of Illinois and the Boilermakers of Purdue. Uh, you had a play on this, but this number has sort of gotten away a little bit. Yeah, I liked it at six. Five's just too cheap for me to back the Illini on the road going to Mackey, one of the best home courts in college hoops. Uh, Purdue beat them on the road in double OT of Thriller earlier this season. Uh, and that home court has been phenomenal, uh, I mean, historically. However, this year, Purdue has had trouble closing out, uh, putting away teams at home. Ohio State and Michigan last two home games, they did not cover. Um, they were laying, I think, eight and a half and seven and a half, respectively, to Ohio State Michigan. So a little cheaper here against Illinois, who is a better team. So I think the price is about right. Um, but yeah, I can't endorse it officially at five. I think it's just a little too cheap for a team that, you know, like I said, Purdue at Mackey is always terrifying. And then finally, you are looking at Fullerton tonight as well. Yep, they are playing Long Beach State. Uh, two kind of surprise teams out in the Big West. Uh, the spread did open at uh, Long Beach, small favorite. It's flipped up to uh, Fullerton, minus one and a half, minus two at most shops. Should be an ugly game. I think the total is shockingly high, but I think both these teams' strength is up front. I think Fullerton dominates the paint in a slight um, you know, win the battle of strength versus strength. I think Fulton has a slightly better front court. Trust their coach a little more too. Dan Monson's been at Long Beach for forever. Uh, I, I like him, but his teams are fairly erratic. It just seems like a good spot to back Fulton here. So I did take them small, uh, minus one and a half. Man, I talked to your uh, buddy and three-man weave cohort. And by the way, everybody can follow three-man weave on Twitter at 3MW underscore CBB. Uh, and I asked Jim on the heels of last night where – the Who's of Virginia upset Duke at Cameron, uh, Texas yeah. dramatic win against the Jayhawks last night. I just sort of asked him with all of this stuff going on, maybe a bad stock, uh, bad spot for Duke following their win over Carolina on the weekend. Maybe not, but where do you, where does your top, let's just do the top 10. Where, what's your top 10 power rankings at this point? Still Duke and Zaga one, a one B and call me stubborn, 
But yeah, I, again, I think the point you made about the spot being bad for Duke is key for me and how I'm making my rating adjustments. I'm not going to discount Duke for that. I, I think that was just a kind of a flat spot coming off the UNC demolition. Uh, Virginia's been playing really well too. It's kind of a tough matchup. So I have Duke Gonzaga one, a one B. And then I think kind of in that second tier, Arizona, Auburn, Kansas, Kentucky, Baylor, Purdue, Villanova. And we're up to nine teams there. Illinois wow. is right there. Texas tech's right there. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm looking at right now. I know it's probably disrespectful to Texas tech. I assume some red Raider fans are not very happy with me in Lubbock right now as I, uh, omitted them in that run of teams, but from three to 10, it's close, close, close. Was close. Houston in there? Did I miss Houston? Were they in there? Just off, just off the cut. Um, that's probably of an omission from me. They somehow get better guild. Like they lose players and they're just better. I don't know how Kelvin Sampson does this. He basically has six players. He's like calling timeouts. Like we're calling timeouts in intramural leagues to get ourselves rest because he has no guys, <laughs> but they're still demolishing teams in the AAC and, he probably deserves more credit. They play SMU tomorrow in in, uh, in Dallas. If they win that game emphatically, I'm going to have to reassess my Houston number for sure. Matty, more of a personal question here. Uh, I went to uh, I went to LSU, and it was a team that started off super super hot. Now the advanced statistics yep. certainly showed that maybe they were performing a little over the top. Then there was going to be some regression, but maybe not as much regression as we have seen here lately. Do you think this team just shoots the ball? far too poorly to actually be able to, to make any noise here. I mean, they play really good defense and, and that can, I think can get you, you know, some wins maybe that you don't deserve or something like that. But do you think when it's all said and done, it's just, they, they just don't have enough offense. Yeah. I think the regression was inevitable to some degree. You're right. But the injuries have really um, amplified the regression we've seen lately. I, I think the loss of Xavier Pinson, who's back tonight, I, I need to see how he's playing. Uh, he's paramount on both ends, but especially on offense for your right and offense that kind of doesn't really have a very clear structure. They, they need like a playmaker to go create shots, especially out of the half court when they can't get out and transition and run where it's more of a free ball. Um, but also they had injuries to Murray and Gaines, their other two starters. So I, I think people don't realize how banged up this LSU team's been the last few weeks, coupled with the regression timing. It was kind of a perfect storm of uh, LSU falling into, yeah, what are they now? Four and six in the SEC. I know they're up big right now on A&M, um, but I, I think those two forces colliding at the same time, which is a recipe for disaster. I think they'll be okay. They'll be fine. Let's go Auburn. Anytime you're ready. Still down too. Uh, last thing here, Still, Maddie, yeah, as we go, we have a yeah. we have a minute left here. Uh, okay. Give me the name of a school. Every year we're familiar, we're we're used to a team that wins a small conference tournament, uh, maybe have dominated the conference during the regular season, get to the big dance, and have the profile, whether it's great three point shooting, whether it's pace of play, to get to the Sweet Sixteen. They just have the makeup. What's the team right now that you can see coming out of a small conference that might have just that makeup this year? I'm going to go Chattanooga. Um, they're coached by Lamont Paris, former Bo Ryan assistant, and Silvio D'Souza, former Kansas fans remember him. He has trickled down into mid-major land. He's been a dominant force for that team, although he's currently out right now with injury. Um, they have a a couple of stable of bigs up front. They can pound you inside, but they have two stud guards and Malachi Smith and David Jean Baptiste um, that can, you know, dueling dragons at the point of attack. If you will, they play slow. They can get hot from three. So they limit possessions. They have enough size up front to go head to head with the big boys. 
and they have that shooting upside that can carry them, you know, in a in a slow possession, low possession type game in the tournament. So I like Nuga. The mocks could be dangerous. Giant. I like it. Nuga. Giant killer. That's exactly the term I'm looking for. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, fellas. Matt Cox, everybody from Three Man Weave at 3MW underscore CBB on Twitter. Coming back with Drew Dinsick. Olympics next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you are looking live at primetime action with gil alexander and matt brown on vsin the sports betting network Super Stacks for Super Bowl 56 compete for the $1 million top prize with the Pizza Hut Fantasy Football Millionaire. Head to DraftKings.com slash Pizza Hut Millionaire to draft your best lineup and play for your slice of the pie. No one out pizzas the hut. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Mm. Gil Alex. Oh, oh no. Mm. What's up? What's going Should on? Should have been $56 million. <laughs> it should have been. It should have been it's 56. Yeah, it should have been 56 yeah. million. If it kept with yeah. the theme of all the stuff that we're doing tonight, should that should have been 56 million. But whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to Pizza Hut about that later. We will. Yeah. Let's get a Pizza Hut on the horn and yeah. give him a piece of our mind. I'd like to speak to Mr. Hut, please. If I'd like to discuss the, a very important matter with Mr. Hut, if you don't mind. I would like to give a uh, a television recommendation on the History Channel. Uh, the Food That Made America, I believe, is the name of the docu-series. It's not a docu-series. It's like a docu-drama. But they go from, like, different things, like sodas one night, and then they do, like, packaged foods. But one episode is devoted to the history of pizza in this country, and Pizza Hut has a big uh, whole uh, history in that. Pizza Hut and Domino's, how they started. It's fascinating. It's my recommendation. I'm sure people go. will jump on that. Uh, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. And ladies and gentlemen... Without having to say a word, he's just passively bragging, overlooking the <laughs> Southern California sunset. It's Drew Dinsick. How you doing, man? Look at you. Uh, it's beautiful night tonight, Gil. Uh, we're up here at the top of the Intercontinental, which is now technically the tallest building in L.A., although the um, they kind of cheated. They put a big spire on it so that they could take the title from the U.S. Bank. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's... It's a total cheat, but the uh, the lobby of the hotel, the lobby bar, and all the bars and restaurants and everything are all on 70th, 70th floor, 71st, 73rd floor. Um, so it's very cool place. Very uh, delighted to be here and uh, having a great week so far. 
Good for you, man. We're super jealous. Just want to point that out. Uh, we'd love to be on Radio Row with you. We'll we'll uh, we'll crescendo to the Super Bowl. Let's start with basketball and the Olympics. First, the NBA. Did either of these two trades move the needle for you at all today? Nope. Uh, I think realistically, this is still a relatively narrow field of potential contenders for uh, a title here. Um, I think uh, I I I had more respect for the Kings before this trade. Uh, I thought maybe that the brain trust there was going to do something interesting, something cool. They had a lot of assets to work with. They could have been creative. Um, Sabonis is a nice player. I don't, don't get me wrong, but uh, you know what they gave up to get him was pretty shocking, honestly. And they bring a guy in in holiday who can't even play his home games in California because of his vaccination status. So it was, it was that was a weird move. Uh, ultimately, I give the Pacers more credit than the Kings in that one. Um, and uh, you know the. the Cavaliers getting Levert, I thought was a pretty nice move ultimately because they needed wing depth so, so, so badly. And um, he's not like, you know, he's not having a good season. He's not even really, um, you know, living up to what I think people expected out of him as a player. But um, he fills an immediate role that uh, I think he can help elevate the uh, the Cavaliers and get them into a, uh, a home playoff series, which is really all they can really you know, that's, that's what they're asking for right now. Um, and, uh, so good on them for that move. But, uh, yeah, ultimately I think this is still the Suns, the warriors to lose. And, um, you know, but the Buccaneers, you know, the, the Milwaukee bucks, uh, uh, I thought, uh, you know, needed to do something to add to their depth. And, uh, the fact that they're basically standing pat, I think is, uh, is probably opening up things for the Western conference title winner to, uh, to take, to take the NBA title. Drew, we are sitting here watching uh, the Nets get just curb stomped here in this game by the Celtics, <laughs> and and we we we, we I, I go and I look at the odds, and you know, as far as the futures market goes, I mean, they are still they are still the favorite to win the NBA championship at the sports books. I mean, this is how I was gonna say at this point, this is this is crazy, right? I mean, like I think it's almost like you would be looking to bet them to not even make the playoffs more than you would be betting them to win the whole thing. I don't disagree with you. I personally find it absolutely crazy that the market still has this much respect for this team. And, you know, it's the same sort of thing with the Lakers and I get it. Like they look absolutely horrific right now because of who they're missing. Um, however, it's not like we have seen a lot of these guys play a lot of healthy minutes of basketball together since they've been Brooklyn nets. Um, so all of a sudden expecting that they're going to snap their fingers and be, you know, this powerhouse that's going to dominate the Eastern conference is a tall ask, especially because their seating right now is going to be a huge question mark. Uh, Kevin Duran, I'm expecting him to come back after the all-star break, maybe, uh, beginning of March. Um, but they've dug themselves a nice little hole with, uh, you know, the way their current form right now. And, um, you know, there are two camps right now in terms of the handicapping community and people who are like sharp basketball minds that I respect about James Harden. Like, is this his, you know, are we seeing like what we saw with Westbrook a year ago in terms of the aging curve, just landing on him like a thud, uh, or is it just a matter of, he hasn't been especially healthy and he hasn't been in a system where, uh, you know, he has shooters around him that he can thrive. And, and ultimately with KD back, all that goes away. And you know, with KD and Kyrie back specifically, I guess the, you know, all of a sudden a lot of those problems go away and he looks closer to what we saw from him last year. Uh, you know, when he was healthy, um, I'm falling right now, I'm falling more in the, uh, the aging curve is catching Harden camp. 
Um, and, uh, you know, he had a chance, I think, in Katie's absence to kind of do what he did one year ago, where he really elevated uh, the performance of the Nets to the tune where people were talking about him as a potential MVP candidate, even. Um, and he seems so far away from that player right now. And some of it's the rule changes, obviously, you know, like not being able to get to the free throw line to get, uh, you know, as much done in, you know, from the charity stripe is obviously impacting his performance overall, but his shots not there. Um, his, you know, his defense has went from poor to like atrocious. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I, I'm not saying that the end is nigh for, for James Harden, but, uh, certainly feels like we've seen his best basketball, uh, and, uh, whatever we get from him in these playoffs is going to be, um, you know, is, is going to be a huge question mark in my mind. Spectacular use of the word nigh, by the way, Drew. Well done. <laughs> if I could have laid odds that you were going to mention something about him, I would have made so much money right there. I knew you were going to say something. Uh, four more games uh, yet to tip off tonight. Do you have anything pre-flop in any of these tonight? No, I, I passed. The only thing in action for me is the 76ers, and they're in an absolute you know, death battle right now with the Phoenix Suns. I laid the one. Uh, Suns are in a tough spot right now schedule-wise. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I was expecting the fatigue to eventually catch them, but uh, apparently this team has no limit, uh, no you know, bottomless gas tank. Uh, they cannot, uh, they do not get tired. Fatigue is not, you know, they are completely, uh, impenetrable to it because, uh, this is a tough little road stretch for them. They had, uh, Hawks on uh, Thursday wizards, obviously Saturday, and they played a really hard fought game last night in Chicago. So the quick turnaround playing a, a team that I have a ton of respect for in the Sixers, I thought this was a decent shot for, uh, Sixers to really make us, you know, put together a statement game, but, uh, nope, the Suns are in, in uh, un, they are just, uh, the most dynamic uh, regular season team we've seen going back to like the old school warriors. But you, but you said that right there though, Drew, just a real quick follow up the regular season, right? So the Suns, the Grizzlies are another team that leaps to mind where like every night it's just phenomenal effort. Do you look askance at those teams when it comes to the postseason? Like, can you not take them a hundred percent seriously at that point? Just cause they do that for 82 games. It's a really fair question. And I think you have to be kind of carefully looking at how are they getting it done? Like, is it all starters minutes? Is it bench minutes? Like, you know, if, if it's happening because they are spreading out the load and really making the most out of their bench minutes, then obviously when the benches get short in the playoffs there, you're not going to expect the same level of performance from that team. Um, However, I would say, uh, you know, with the Suns, their starters units, I mean, you know, their starter unit uh, net rating is, you know, among the best in the NBA. And uh, really, uh, you know, when the in crunch time in particular, they have a team defensive effort that is just out of this world good. And, uh, you know, if, if they, you know, if they fire all their bolts in the regular season and those guys are, you know, gassed in the, in the postseason, then I could see it creating an issue. But um, I, at the current, at current form, I'm not worried about this team in the postseason at all. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to have, uh, you know, do you know, the playoffs are going to go through Phoenix at this point. Like they're pretty clearly going to get the one seed, the first overall seed in the NBA. So um, I think it's, uh, you know, and I, and I really, I think, uh, you know, some of the role players are, you know, around that team, like the, uh, the bridges and the, um, that cam Johnson's like, those guys aren't really getting much run in terms of how amazing they, you know, the, they've stepped up their level of play this season. Um, and uh, you know, those guys are going to be big deal in the playoffs. We'll come back. We'll talk more with Drew Dinsick uh, after the break. Uh, if you're willing to stay uh, with us in front of that sunset, Drew, because I know it's lovely out there. Uh, we'll talk Olympics with you and and uh, the NFL, of course, as well. The Olympics excites you more than everything at this point, though, just to get this out of the way before the break. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I'm kind of done with the NFL. I'm talked out of the Super Bowl. I'm talked out, but I, I, All I right. I'll, I'll bring it for you for your audience. Without question, I'm going to bring it. But uh, the oh, Olympics no, no. has a lot, a lot more betting drama. All right. Well, we have uh, look we at have the Drew Dinsick medal count. How about I'm, how I'm about how about right betting now. against the good old U.S. of A. <laughs> Working out. We're going to get one. I think some figure skater did something good, so we're going to get one gold medal. I think. Well, look at that Norway undercount. Norway under 19 and a half. That's the most underperforming country. The Norwegians <laughs> are not getting it done. Uh, we'll talk all about it right here after the break. Sadly, we have to take one. Uh, Drew Dinsick on the Olympiad. And yes, we'll coax some NFL thoughts out of him. Uh, coming up right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action, live from the South Point, at least for two of us, here on a Tuesday night. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.